and welcome to Authorised, the podcast where writers speak. My name's Kevin Hillier and I speak to those writers and today I'm thrilled to say Hilde Hinton is the author I'll be speaking to. More on that in just a tick. CSCG are our podcast partners. Uh, they're terrific supporters of this podcast and uh, they're terrific people to do business with. And if your business is, is looking into your financial situation and uh, wondering where you're at, where you'd like to be, you're not where you want to be, you want to find out more details about how you can get to where you want to be, they're the people to talk to. CSCG, their telephone number, and give them a call and have a chat. They're nice people. Double nine seven four eight triple three. Jump on the website and see the people you'll be talking with and uh, the services they have to offer. It's CSCG.com.au. A phone call or a visit to a website that you won't regret, believe me. Hildy Hinton, you won't regret reading this book. It's called A Solitary Walk on the Moon. Uh, it's her third book. Uh, Hildy is a really great character, just a delightful human being who happens to write really engaging and uh, and very uh, very good books to read. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this book and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this chat with our author on Authorised, and that's Hildy Hinton. Must feel good to get yeah. the third one out there. Oh, my God, it's so exciting. It, uh, it doesn't get old. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how long in the, in the process was all this? When did this one start to kind of uh, develop in your head? Well, I got the idea when I was doing the edits for my first novel. Um, so it, it uh, had a rather long gestation period um, and probably spent about eight months putting, putting pen to paper um, and yeah, and then and then once you've handed it in, you know, it takes months for edits and proofreads and cover choices and plans and yeah. So um, I love all the different stages. The central character Evelyn. When did she pop into your head? Well, she popped into my head um, when I was on the road with our family charity, Love Your Sister. Actually, yeah. Um, I wanted. I, I sort of. I, I actually looked over at a yellow silo. And said, if fire engines were yellow, that's uh, the yellow they'd be. Oh. And all the people in the car just roared. And I thought, oh, okay, I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> and one of them said, who would say that or think that? And I thought, okay, who would? And um, I thought I wanted to have a sort of prickly flaws and foibles all out on the table, um, sort of really honest account of a, of a woman who struggles to find connection. So uh, let's go through your three books. Uh, the the first one, the the loudness of uh, of unsaid things, is is almost autobiographical. I've heard you 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 describe that. Yeah. Then heroes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Then heroes was about people that uh, you know are your everyday heroes that uh, that you know, don't get the the kind of uh, pats on the back that they deserve because of the things that they do in the society. So where's this one? This one's different again. Yeah. Well, this one's different again because it's complete fiction. Right. Um, so autobiographical fiction for the first one. Um, the, the second one was definitely um, to aid our, our charity through the COVID years when we couldn't get out and do community events. Um, and this one was very much a, a sort of project where I was assessing whether I was a real writer or not. <laughs> I thought, um, you know, if I can, if I can do a complete fiction fictional account, um, then then perhaps just maybe I'm a proper writer. So was this one more fun or was this one harder? <laughs> I think it was the most fun of all because, um, yeah, I had bits of butcher paper with diagrams of, of the township that Evelyn lived in yeah. and, and just bits of paper with who the characters around her were going to be and it all just sort of developed around my walls. 
and it was a very exciting place for my mind to go. So almost, Everland, you, almost, you, almost your mind with the handbrake off. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, yeah, just complete whirl. Yeah, the, the whirling dervishes dancers springs to mind. It was, <laughs> it was um, yeah, it was great fun. The only, the only problem was is all the characters and the, and the places sort of stay in your mind no matter where you are. You know, I was out to, if I'm out to dinner with family, um, everyone's practically sitting at the table. Um, so, <laughs> so you definitely, definitely live with these characters inside your head twenty four seven. See, um, Evelyn's a really strong. Where did the Where did the name Evelyn come from? Because it's not an everyday name. It's not an everyday name. And what do you call What do you call this sort of prickly woman that you you don't necessarily like, but you grow to love? And I actually, um, my real house is called uh, the Prestonian Institute for the Temporarily Defeated. Um, so we get a lot of people coming in and out, and there was a, a group sitting in the back lounge. And I went out and I sort of described sort of this woman uh, as, as far as I knew her at that stage. And we just sat there for about an hour spitting out names, and I knew which ones were wrong and why. And yeah, it was young Kaylin came up with Evelyn, and I just went bam, that's it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that one, that one was a group project. The name, and it's funny, <laughs> it's funny, it sticks, doesn't it? It just, and then, then everything that becomes Evelyn-like. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it suits her down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Was she fun for you? Was she scary for you? Was she challenging for you? How did how did she sort of develop in your head? Yeah, well, she wasn't. I mean, she was she was. Sort of my my best friend for for yeah. some time, and I, I love I love her dearly. Um, and just like with real life friendships, you have ups and downs, and times when you don't really want to speak to them. And yeah, so she was very very real to me. Um, I think it was difficult in real life because uh, I started writing the book when I was single, and then I met someone, and it was very hard to finish off Evelyn because she certainly. She certainly doesn't allow a lot of love in her life, uh, and I found it difficult when love came my way in real in real life. Um, so <laughs> I've just heard so you far des- removed from Evelyn. I've heard you describe <laughs> Evelyn as a runner. She gets to a certain point and then goes, "No, and I, I can't go any further." Is was there a bit, yeah. of, a bit of you in that as well? Oh, perhaps I'm, I'm probably more of a mover than a runner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't tend towards. Uh, I, I, I sort of tend to spend more time alone than than with people. Um, so yeah, I guess a little bit, but certainly not to the extent of Evelyn. <laughs> so when you spend time with people, you're, for for me, just uh, looking at the book and, and the stuff that you've done before in the other two books, you're you're like a you're like a comedian. A comedian makes observational kind of uh, you know uh, does little observational videos in the head of what people do, yeah. and then turns that into a turns that into a comedy routine. You do observational empathy rather than comedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I do, and I think a lot of that's probably connected with with sort of my life. I'm a prison officer by day. I um I spend yep. a lot of time working with the family charity. So there's a lot of um, sort of vicarious trauma, I suppose. Yeah. Um, get to see a lot of um, sadness and desperation, but also throughout all that, there's always hope and always a laugh to be had. So I guess I guess I see the full gamut in my everyday life, and that definitely assists. Uh, in the writing process, and definitely, that, and that's obviously where you cherry pick the other characters that are that are you know so central in this book. Yeah, or even if I'm on a tram or or yeah. 
sitting at a cafe. Basically, basically, sort of people watching is a very big part of my life. Was it a <laughs> was it a difficult book to finish writing? It was a difficult book in that I had no idea where it was going. I hadn't. I, there was no. I didn't know where where the plot was going. Yeah. I literally wrote it from start to finish. I didn't sort of jump into the middle and do a bit and then skip back, uh, which I've done in the past. Yeah. It was literally, literally it was happening around me. So I didn't really know how it was going to end. I was very determined not to have the happiest ending in the world with a neat little bow because that's very much not how life works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to show that sort of bad things can happen, but you're still okay and life's still great. So, so I think I've I've captured that. Yep. the uh, The title, "A Solitary Walk on the Moon." Where Where did, <laughs> where did that yeah. come from? Uh, it came from a, a couple of places because, I mean, Evelyn Evelyn has a moment where she's walking through a park and, and sort of thinks she she understands what it must have been like for the astronauts on the moon. A very small yeah. moment in the book. Yeah. yeah, but she definitely sort of aims to have a solitary existence. She's not lonely. She just you know she likes her solitude. And also when my brother <laughs> my brother had a car accident and he'd read the book just before the car accident. So it was one of the first things he remembered. And he, he got very upset when he was in hospital, um, sort of just after he'd been come out of intensive care. And he said, I just feel really sorry for Evelyn. It feels like she lives on the moon with just one moon boot and she's all up there on her own. And I thought, <laughs> I thought, well, yeah. So the title came from Evelyn herself, and also my dear little brother. Yeah. So is Evelyn <laughs> yeah. someone that uh, that uh, will will be with you for for a while? I'm having trouble ejecting her out of my head. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> isn't yeah, that, isn't that scary? Isn't that scary? Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't packed her suitcases, but I've got uh, uh, I've got the new characters waiting at the front door. There are. Uh, they're, they're sort of pushing her out of the way a bit at the moment, which is uh, which is very exciting. You, you you laughingly said at the start of this that you know this would tell you whether you're a real writer. Clearly there is <laughs> clearly there is a million stories going around in your head that that need to be put on paper. Well, the power of story, Kevin. I mean, it's it's stories that sort of set our moral compass. Yep. Um, that define who we are. Um, I think we we struggle a bit with the media at the moment with a lack of debate and. And these lovely, you know, these three-word "lock them up, stop the boat" sort of comments that come out and about. And what what we're missing when we focus on those and those alone is people's stories. Yeah. Um, we used to focus a lot more on that, on on the life stories and how people end up where they end up, um, which which creates sort of societal empathy, I guess. And I just think I think that there's a bit of a lack of story at the moment. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I'd like to see it sort of more front and centre as we move forward. Do you want to keep creating those fictitious stories uh, with with that with that kind of underlying message in them? Is that is that what you want yeah. to do? Yeah, yeah. It certainly it certainly seems that that's where I'm heading for the next book. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it seems to be what I'm drawn towards. So I like I like sort of touching on on difficult topics in a way. The the young mother in in a solitary walk on the moon is not a natural mother, um, and I, I don't think we talk about that very much in society. We talk a lot about how we're expected to behave and feel as mothers, yeah. But not really. So we don't really discuss um, what it's like for women where it doesn't come naturally. So, so I like to I like to sort of pick apart little issues like that 
and uh, fictionalise them and just have them sort of creep into people's minds through the through the power of story. Yeah. Yep, and there's—I mean, there's there's so many great messages you could get out through that. It, from a from point of view, and I'm not trying to be you know turn this into a selfish thing, but from a from a from a personal point of view, what do you get out of out of the writing experience? Well, that's an interesting one. I think um, I'm not—I I haven't really worked that out. Yeah. Um, I certainly certainly love those moments where I make what I consider a fantastic sentence. Yep. And and it's, I find that very exciting and I sort of dance around a bit when that happens. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just sort of love living in other worlds um, and having these characters develop in my mind and sort of work out the messages I'd like to put behind it. I, I do enjoy that. I think the, the one a famous writer, it might have been Nathaniel Hawthorne, but I might be wrong, said the only thing worse than writing is not writing. And I think what he meant by that is it, it's sort of a compulsion. I don't know anymore how not to write. Yep. Yeah. And um, although some of the processes can be a bit tricky and a bit difficult and um, sort of take a lot of your, yourself, I guess, when you're doing it, um, I, I can't imagine not doing it. I think that would be a lot worse. There'd be a big hole. Yeah. And does, does, yeah. It, does it pour out of your Hilda or not? Does it, does it come... Uh, like in on good days, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah on and good days it does. Yeah, what I've learned to accept is I'm not an everyday writer. I have to be ready. I have to have what I want to write formulated in my mind. So most of mine's done in my head while I uh, while I play Lego or do a jigsaw. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> do the dishes. Yeah, and yeah. So I need to be ready to sit down, and and when I do, it usually comes fairly easily for me. So is the is the Lego and the and that sort of thing the the processing of it and then all of a sudden you go okay now I'm ready I'll do it here we go yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I don't know that I could make an argument to the tax department that Lego should be tax deductible <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I, I sure give it a good crack I reckon yeah because yeah, it's a bit hard to imagine being able to do it without without play yeah mm. uh, well it, it just takes your mind into another I mean it's it's the sorting out of your mind isn't it you go bang 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 and then and then like the file which says write the book now comes up in your head and off you go. Exactly, absolutely. And the other activity, believe it or not, is is uh, painting the house. That's 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 terrific for thinking about writing while uh, keeping yourself occupied and probably a bit more productive than Lego. You may have just gone <laughs> too far. You may have just overstepped. <laughs> you, might, you might have got away with Lego, but I think the painting the house, the tax department is going to go, well, no, we need to have a discussion. No, no, no. They're definitely going to think I'm writing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's going to also limit the amount of books that you're able to write, or else, and otherwise you're going to have to have an enormous uh, portfolio of properties to be able to do Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to have to knock on the neighbour's door and see if they need a hand. What's, um, <laughs> what's the reaction mean to the people that have read the book so far? Uh, you mentioned uh, your brother Samuel's yeah. read it. So what, what's been the yeah. reaction? Oh, I've had some great reactions. I think one of the best things about social media is people people just get in touch and tell you what they think. Yep. And um, I've had very positive responses. Um, people people really love Evelyn. They uh, but most of the feedback is I laughed, I cried. Um, so yeah. there's definitely a bit of a happy, sad, um, funny vibe. Uh, so I think it it seems to be sort of reaching people in all the fields, which is which is uh, yeah, a nice. real pat on the back as a writer, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, now, you mentioned yeah, exactly. e- Evelyn hasn't packed a bag, so let's just put her over there for the moment, but uh, you're already yeah. you're already working on the next one? Is it already sort of I formulating? I am. 
I am. I've done a few chapters. Oh, and, cool. uh, yeah, so the, the, this one's going to sort of tackle the, the ups and downs and ins and outs of, of friendship and sort of a, a small thing going wrong that snowballs. And, you know, in real life you get you, you sort of speak to people. I certainly, it happens to us through the charity. You know, people will say, oh, you know, it's lovely you're so close. I haven't spoken to my brother for 10 years. And you'll find out that it's something very small that that toppled the, the pile, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I just think, um, I just think there are a lot of friendships out there that go wrong over small things and that snowball and yeah. just become really big. So I don't know how it's going to play out in the book yet, but I want to tackle friendships and friendships that have sort of hurdles that that perhaps become bigger than they should be. Hmm. So have you convinced yourself yet that you're a real writer? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Good. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in fact, yes. Because yes. you have three very fine books that uh, that would tell uh, most of us uh, that uh, that you are a real writer and someone that we're, look- <laughs> someone we're, we're enjoying yeah. what you're doing now and looking forward to what you'll do in the future as well. Oh, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, been an absolute delight, as always, to catch up with you and uh, hope everyone gets a copy of this book and uh, we look forward to what you are doing in the future. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Great. Thanks very much, Kevin. Have a great day. So I told you she was an engaging and uh, very entertaining uh, person in her own right and uh, when uh, when she sits behind that computer and starts banging out books, they're very entertaining as well. A Solitary Walk on the Moon is the name of this book. The third one for Hilde Hinton, uh, who, as she mentioned in there, uh, her brother is uh, Samuel Johnson, the very well-known actor and voiceover man and uh, and charity worker and, of course, they've both been involved very heavily in Love Your Sister, the charity uh, that they've set up and run for a number of years now that's doing just fantastic work into uh, into research into cancer. So uh, please support uh, Hilde in, uh, in her efforts as an author, but also in the charity efforts with her brother Samuel because they both do uh, a fantastic job and uh, it, it's one of those ones that's uh, very near and dear to your heart uh, uh, for all of us, I think. So uh, Love Your Sister is the name of that uh, that charity. A Solitary Walk on the Moon is the name of the book. Thanks to Hashit for organising that. My thanks to Hilde uh, for having a chat to me on the program. Really enjoyed it. And, of course, as always, my thanks to our podcast partners, CSCG. If you're looking at your financial situation and you're not liking what you're seeing or you know that you could be doing better, they can help you do all that. They can help you organise it uh, and set it all out so as you know what's going on. Double nine seven four eight triple three is the telephone number. Jump on the website, cscg.com.au. Have a chat to them. Uh, check out uh, the people you'll be doing business with and uh, the services they provide and uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, my thanks to them once again for their great support of this podcast. Until the next time, I love doing this podcast. There's so many fascinating people that we've got coming up and so many fascinating people we've talked to already that you can go back and uh, have a listen to in previous episodes. Wherever you found this one, you'll find the Peter Fitzsimons of the world and the uh, William McGuinnesses and uh, uh, oh, some, there's some, uh, an endless list that we've done with authorised, all terrific authors and all with great stories to tell. Uh, So check it out. Till the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Read a book. It's good fun. 